Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. If you're thinking about putting up a new shed or other egg building, make sure that it's built to withstand snow loads. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. I'm talking to David Bonhoff. He's an emeritus professor in the Department of Biological Systems Engineering at UW-Madison. He specializes in egg building structure so that they withstand Wisconsin weather, such as heavy snow loads. You definitely can ensure any structure for a snow load any kind of failure, snow load, wind load, uh, tornadoes, high winds, whatever. Uh, the big issue actually being is that a lot of buildings that are put up aren't engineered. Uh, they're not engineered from a structural perspective. That causes a number of issues. Um, you can get by maybe with that when you're doing small buildings, but large buildings, it tends to be an issue. Nobody wants their roof to collapse because of snow. So what should folks be aware of when constructing a new building? You have to be aware that, you know, many contractors out there they're going to design and and construct these large farm buildings in a manner that's almost identical to the process that they would use for smaller buildings like residential homes and what happens there in almost all cases they tend to ignore the tremendous unbalanced uh, loads we call them that are associated with a combination of really heavy or I would say multiple snowfalls and then strong winds it's that combination that causes you some issues. So let me explain a little bit. You know, all cases, all cases, small and large buildings, we design those buildings to withstand what I would call a nice, uniformly thick layer of snow across the entire roof. And that's what we would call a balanced snow load. We design for balanced snow loads. And with smaller buildings, the drifting that occurs when wind blows, the snow around the roof is generally ignored. So that's okay, but you uh, for small buildings, but you can't do that with large buildings because the total amount of snow that falls on a large roof is going to be greater, obviously. You double the size of the roof, you double the amount of snow that's going to fall on that roof. That means that there's going to be more snow on that roof that can get blown around on that roof, and therefore the resulting drifts that you can get can get very deep. We're talking about some very high localized loads. The biggest drift that you're going to see due to that wind blowing the snow around is associated with, you know, changes in rough heights or changes in rough pitches. And in the case of like a change in rough height, the wind's going to move that snow to fill that space between the upper and the lower rough. Right where at that change in rough height, you can have, you know, 10 feet of snow if it's a 10-foot difference in rough height. And when it comes to changes in rough pitch, the change that that we're concerned about the most is a change in rough pitch right at the ridge, right at the peak. Almost all farm buildings have what we call uh, a simple gable roof. So that's a roof with two rough slopes, and you have would have a gable on each end. If that building is orientated so that the ridge runs east to west, uh, then you would have you know a northern slope and a southern slope on your roof. And in the upper Midwest, Basically, the snow that falls on the northern slope is going to be blown over that ridge. The winds that come from the north and northwest are going to blow that snow off that north slope and over the ridge, and it's going to form a drift there right on the southern slope right at the ridge. Certainly, that's something that you have to deal with during the structural design of your building. So if you're not dealing with this uh, on the front end, before you, if you're not thinking about snow and you're not designing for it structurally, 
you're going to have issues. It's too late once the building's constructed. And one of the best ways, actually, in my opinion, to deal with this specific type of drifting is to uh, use a, a dual-pitched roof where the north slope is really low and then the south slope is really steep, steep enough so that any snow that gets blown over the ridge uh, is just going to slide off that southern slope to the ground. Basically, you, you never have to worry about snow on your roof. And the wind cleans, basically, the wind cleans off the north slope, and then gravity cleans off the south slope. You know, David, solar panels are becoming more popular. What about folks who want to put solar panels on their egg-building roofs? You know, realize that you want a steep south slope if you plan on putting solar panels on a roof in the upper Midwest. It's just, it's kind of a classic design for us here. Low slope on the north, steep slope on the south. That is not a symmetric roof, so just so I'm clear there, you know, most of your gable roofs, the, the length of the north side and the length of the south side are the same. In this case, that's not going to be the case. You're going to have this really long, low slope north side, then the steep south side that just is covers a much shorter or smaller area of your roof. Yeah, you see that on a number of buildings, um, buildings that are open to the south, and those would be maybe some heifer confinement facilities. It enables you to... Uh, Maybe sometimes put some clear plastic panels on its outside so the light shines in and warms up the bedding where those animals are laying. But that whole design just works totally great for snow. Understand that. Not just for getting warmth in on animals, but works good for handling snow, and it works good for putting on solar panels. Because you don't want your solar panels to have snow on them. You want the snow to slide off them, so you want to put them on a, a steep slope. But you also want that steep slope, if you're collecting sun, to be on the south side. Now, that's one design to prevent snow loads, but you've got more ideas, too. That's one way to handle snow in design. Prior to building the building, design it right. I would say run it so the ridge runs east to west. Now, you could run it a building so the ridge runs north to south, and that also helps with snow, but only on smaller buildings. I mean, if you're running your ridge north to south, the snow that falls on there just typically gets blown off by those north winds. will get blown off on the south end of the building. Sometimes, though, it'll blow it kind of from the northwest to the southeast, which means it's going to push that snow that does fall on that west slope over the, onto the east slope and onto the south end of the east slope. So you can still get some pretty good drifts, and especially in large buildings. So that's part of the design that farmers need to work out. What about things on the roof? I'm talking about a cupola or a large vent. Does that play a role in snow load? Any obstruction that you put up on the roof, the snow is going to drift around those. And therefore, you've got to take that into account. You have to be able to, first of all, you have to be able to calculate the size of that drift. And the size of that drift, again, is going to be based on the roof area, the orientation of the building. It can be based on the size and location of surrounding buildings. The structural engineer will take all those into account so he, you know, he's properly accounting for uh, and predicting these large rough drifts. And again, those unbalanced loads that cause these really high localized forces and can cause a failure in that area. Now, if you know what the high localized forces is, you design for them. You have, you know, more structure underneath there. You're, the spacing of the members that support the roof, they're closer together so that when you put a high pressure on that roof, steel, you don't cause it to sag and buckle and fail. So again, as long as you know where the high forces are, you design for them on the front end and your building withstands them, you don't have to worry about it. That's the advice from David Bonhoff about designing your building for snow loads. He's an emeritus professor in the Department of Biological Systems Engineering at UW-Madison. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.